Hey, everyone. Welcome to Conversations with Anne Elizabeth, the podcast inspired by my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What?, where I have the absolute joy to sit back, relax, and have a conversation about nutrition with a variety of people who share their personal story of passion and purpose, especially registered dietitians. I personally have worked out with a personal trainer before, but I have never worked with a personal trainer as stellar as my guest today, Andrew Salgado. This is a must listen for all dietitians to get to know more about what to look for in a real fitness expert and what we should be seeking out in this like-minded professional. I hope you've checked out my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What? And if you are interested, it is available for purchase at my website, annelizabethrd.com. And it is also available as an ebook on Amazon and iTunes. Today's episode, like my other episodes, is sponsored by Jolly Time Healthy Pop Popcorn, where my guest and I snack smart and snack happy with Jolly Time Popcorn. To learn more about this perfect snack, visit jollytime.com for more information. As registered dietitians, we sometimes get mistaken for the expert in everything health related. We know as professionals that food, nutrition, and physical activity have a very cozy relationship. And I don't know about you, but I was not trained at all in fitness. I don't believe I am an expert, but I do know how to find them, which is why I wanted to sit down with Andrew Salgado, who is a fitness expert, personal trainer, and wellness coach. As Andrew puts it, whatever modality you choose, you must have good programming because exercise is different from learning other things. You learn the concept and then your body executes the movement and you need proper awareness for safety. Andrew is also very in sync with communicating with his clients and meeting people where they are in their wellness journey through wellness coaching. And I think this really sets him apart from other fitness professionals. I hope you enjoy my fun, informative, and down-to-earth fitness conversation with Andrew. Make it happen. I'm glad I didn't, I don't think. Yeah, this, we- <laughs> this weather would have been too good for his first experience. Kid would have never been, uh, never gone camping with dad again. So he'd be like, "We are not doing yeah. this again." At so I'm gonna try and make it a good experience for for him too. Yeah. Did you camp when you were little? Uh, I mean, I did like tent camping to where it wasn't you didn't hike out. It was on the campgrounds, and sure. that was fun. But <laughs> there's an aspect about it of going out and getting lost for a little bit that I'd like to exploring. Yeah. Yeah. But we'll see. It's uh, <laughs> it's kind of something we're trying to get into right now. We're well, still on the fringes. Yeah. We're we're in the contemplation contemplation stage. planning, <laughs> yeah. seeing what, how much we're going to commit to this type of thing. Yep. Yeah. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I like it. When you were when you were younger, did you did you guys do a lot of outdoorsy? I mean, were because I know how active you are now. <clears throat> You're a very just mm-hmm. active person. So. Yeah. Well, it was strange. It was uh, I used to just play outside a lot. I mean, I used to just literally go out when the sun came up and then went back home when the lights came on. <laughs> and, you know, I I don't think I would able be able to do that with my kids today. Sure. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I that's kind of all I did was play. Mm-hmm. And it never really left. I feel that I still like to play. I still like to get <laughs> games of basketball together and hang out with some friends. And it's And I feel... That that's something I want to pass on amidst you know with everything going on. With you can get as much stimulation by looking at a tablet. Sure. And uh, trying to trying to pass those things along. I feel like if if somebody has something they can do outside that 
it it kind of helps them disconnect. They always have something to yeah to rely on if they ever need to just unplug for a little bit, entertain themselves. Yeah. Well, and that's true. Like when we were younger, none of that yeah was around. It was great, you know. <laughs> and you know, my kids are laying around the house and they're they're on their iPads and. I would take them away because I'm like, all right, you've been on there for an hour. And like, what are we supposed to do? <laughs> and I'm like, y- find something to do, you know, go outside and dig a hole or, Get you know, dirty. exactly, jump on a tree and, <laughs> and all, everything that just seems so natural to, to, what, to me. In your mindset of yeah. what you did when you were younger. So, yeah, I'm trying to facilitate getting them outside and sure. helping them find themselves out there, you know. Yeah. Well, and then you once, guys can do it together then, too. Yeah. If you find similar interests. Yeah. In. And, you know, going to the classes is kind of cool because it kind of mentally prepares them and it pumps them up. And they're more apt to be like, yeah, let's go on this hike mm-hmm. rather than, what? We're, we're going to go on a hike? Is there going to be any Wi-Fi out there? <laughs> can uh, I bring my tablet exactly. with me? <laughs> so. so do you think, like, being so active as a kid, is that kind of how you got started maybe in – into yeah. your interest in just physical activity and yeah, I think or was that, there like a, a big moment part of it. that so you know I didn't realize how much I liked to be outside and how much I liked to be active and don't get me wrong I you know there was I, I liked to stay at home and play video games too I mean I was <laughs> yeah. a huge gamer I'd be the kid in Did the you? pitch black basement playing Resident Evil and <laughs> turning the volume reel up <laughs> up high trying to scare myself but. uh but no, I think it's the, it is kind of that, that play that's still inside of me that still wants to continue to play. And I know that I have to take care of myself. I have to, you know, practice being active. I need to practice nutrition in order to keep being able to do the things that I like to do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. did you, know, you play that, sports in high school and were, I mean, like what kind yeah, of things were you involved yeah, I'm in? A, you know, if you were to look at it, I'm so European. Like, <laughs> I played tennis. I played soccer. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't play any of the baseball, football, uh, basketball sports. But they all kind of transition. And what I like to say, I mean, I like to rip off the old saying, it's, I'm not a jack of all trades. Um, but I'm, I'm, I'm a master of absolutely nothing. <laughs> so... If if somebody wanted to be like, hey, Andrew, do you want to go to the ice rink and try curling with me? You, you know, it's that sport with the brooms sure, and the yeah. little rocks. I'd be like, yeah, let's, let's go. Yeah. Will my, uh, will my metal spike uh, track cleats work on there? <laughs> so I, I feel like I'm just kind of, I, I'd li- I like to try different sports and I'm, I'm not very good at any of them, but I just like being out there. And that's good, Dave. I think that's a great message because you, if you don't know if unless you try. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. And the, I do, when it comes to being active, when it comes to activities, I do like kind of getting out of my comfort zone a little bit. That that doesn't bother me. Um, and yeah, I, I, I've i kind of become that guy amongst my friends. I'm known as, my, as the hobbyist. <laughs> so I'm known as the guy that will get into something and just acquire... All the, all the little gadgets and, and all the little equipment to do it and just do something for a little bit. And I may or may not keep doing it. If not, I'll 
put it in my little sports closet that my wife has designated in the corner, <laughs> in the deep, dark corner of my house. That seems to be getting smaller and smaller. But uh, Once you put something in, she takes something out and gets rid of it. Probably. Yeah, I mean, my, my T-shirt collection used to be really awesome until she started gradually cleaning it out and thinning out the herd. So now I'm down to like a few Select. Banana Republic... <laughs> Shirts that I have that are, have a tinge of yellow. I call it natural white, but um, yeah, it's uh, it's. Uh, I like to try a little bit of everything. And- mm-hmm. So take me back to when you. Let's go back to like how you got to where you are today. So thinking about when you went to college and when you were making that decision, how did you decide where to go and kind of what to specialize in or, you know, when you think about your schooling, Mm -hmm. you know, did you apply, did you have an aha moment that you decided that that's what you were going to do when you became Mm -hmm. an adult or? Yeah. Well, when I was, when I was up at you and I, I was, there was a point where I didn't know what to do. I, I started with gen ed classes and then I got into electronic media (laughs) What's that? Well, it's a, it's, it's a major? Yeah, electronic media. They, <clears throat> you studied music, you studied movies, um, you know, thing, things of that nature. That sounds fun. And yeah, I mean, I was really <laughs> into that and stuff. I, I felt like I, you know, I used to listen to a lot of music when I was in college. I, I, called, I was a self-proclaimed Matt Pinfield. <laughs> but, uh, but no, it, it was around my sophomore year up there and... <clears throat> At this time, I was semi-active. I was doing some intramural sports and just playing around. Mm-hmm. Um, but my dad, he got he got real ill, and they couldn't figure out what was what was going on with him. Uh, they diagnosed him with like pre-diabetes type type s- symptoms, and um, you know, I went home and I for a while there, I was trying to take care of him, not through. Because the doctors really didn't know what was exactly what was going on, and I figure, oh, maybe if I help out with the things that he does, lifestyle, his his schedule started to change a little bit. He wasn't waking up as early. His energy levels real were real low, and he just wasn't himself. So I took it upon myself to sort of work with him and just trying to get him a little bit more active and. You know, have him look at some of the things that he's doing, whether it be food or just like his his schedule. And that was when I kind of knew that I I want to more of taken a, a preventative approach to you know somebody's therapy or mm-hmm. somebody's trying to to get them better. And still at that point, it was like, it wasn't like oh yeah, I'm gonna. This is it. This is it. I'm going <laughs> to get into wellness or I'm going to get into uh, health promotion. It was more of the, it was the first moment that I was like, oh, I, I, I could do this, you know? And after that, I did change my major. My dad, my dad passed away and it wasn't because of prediabetes or, or diabetes like the doctors had diagnosed him with. He worked in dry cleaning and the chemicals that you use in that kind of setting, mm-hmm. um, are real, real nasty stuff, and it sure. got into his lungs, and his lungs started failing. Once your lungs start failing, all the other things start shutting down, and it's a slow process. Oh, so, you know, through that, I, I just kind of decided, all right, this is my path, sure, and I'm gonna go all in. I'm gonna go 
to school, changed my major, and started started with that. And one thing led to another. I felt like I started doing well in school, and I was actually uh, engaged, and I was actually interested in you know what we were what we were learning and what we were talking about in class. And the next thing you know, I'm doing an internship at a at a corporate site here in in or in Des Moines, and next thing you know, you know, here I am. It kind of happened in a in a blink of an eye. So your major was health promotion. Yep, health okay. promotion, and then a a minor in um, uh, exercise science. Okay. Yeah. So for people that don't know a lot about a major in health promotion, mm-hmm. what does that kind of look like? Like, what kind of things do you study? Yeah. So there is the the science component. There's the anatomy the and phys. Yeah, got those, those labs. You know, Did wearing you the VO two max. <laughs> no, yeah, no, I didn't. I didn't love They're them. Hard. They are hard, and <laughs> it's those types of classes just aren't the way my mind thinks. Sure. You know, and but I got through them. Um, but the health promotion side, there was a big uh, psychology component to it, and, okay. and behavior and talking to people and, and working with people and how people change into healthy habits, healthy behaviors. And that's where I felt that's, that was the same approach that I took with, with my father at time. It's, mm-hmm. you know, let's look at what types of things is he doing throughout the day. So once I started getting into those classes and we did some health promotion stuff around campus and did what was, projects. What was kind of like one of your health promotion projects? Oh, goodness. Um, Do you remember? <laughs> one of them was named SIGs for Subs. <laughs> so we worked with Subway, which, is, which they were gracious enough to donate those huge, long Subway Subways. sandwiches. And we sat on campus on one of these tables that if you traded in a pack of cigarettes, whether it be full or if there was one of them in there, that we would trade you a six-inch sub sandwich. Nice. Total ridiculousness. <laughs> but <laughs> was it successful? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We uh, so we got, you know, we had a few people that traded in and their their cigs. We handed out, you know, a huge, who knows, twenty-foot-long sub. So, so it was all it was all gone, and we even got a little blurb in the in the paper, in which I think they they quoted me of saying. That oh hey this is just a, this is a tool of getting people to quit where I had no idea what was I, the, I was doing time. yeah <laughs> you're like well they could probably just leave right and yeah go they buy could another yeah pack of they probably emptied out their their pack had one in there and traded that in and oh here here's they 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 just needed a, a sub they so, were hungry yeah but no that was the types of things that we we did on campus we had a lot of fun and it was in a group setting I don't think I would have ever done it by my own and I think I had some good some good classmates around me that completed that project but it was it was those types of things that we did with health promotion was it a pretty close kind of unit of students that you kind of were with the same people all the time <laughs> yeah, it, yeah it definitely was the the health promotion students they were trying some type of curriculum schedule to where our classes were all on Mondays and Wednesdays and Tuesdays and Thursdays so all of us would be in class Monday through Thursday. So if you were to go out to the hill or if you would go out to you know, some of the bars and stuff on a Thursday night, it would be all health promotion students. <laughs> and here we were just drinking and partying the week. Until, the, until the wee hours of the night. 
Yeah, I was like, Friday's this is kind of strange. Yeah. That's amazing. Health students out here <laughs> partying it up. <laughs> you were healthy Monday through Thursday most right, of the day. Right, yeah. yeah. So then, I guess that's four days out of the seven. Mm-hmm. That's not bad, that's right? That's pretty good balance, I think. <laughs> <laughs> it's more than half. Four out of seven? That's not bad. <laughs> so you connected a lot, really, with your with your, um, you know, your peers and the health promotion part, you really liked that interaction with helping people make health decisions themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, it was the, it was talking with people and, you know, not necessarily diving right into, into health. Mm-hmm. And I even have that today where if somebody shares their, health or wellness experience, I feel very honored because I feel that health is, is very is a very personal thing. Mm-hmm. And if they share that with you, if they're if they're able to tell you what they're going through right now, it's like it's like, wow, that's you know, thanks for sharing that with me. And I, I definitely want to do my best as you know, they're sharing that to me for a reason. And so I try to do my part in taking that information and, and trying to work with them. So, you know, that information helps, mm-hmm. it helps me find kind of right where they're at and mm-hmm. try to meet them in that spot and kind of go from there with them. Work with them. So mm-hmm. you did your internship in mm-hmm. Des Moines at a mm-hmm. corporate wellness facility, mm-hmm. I'm assuming. What, what did that look like? How long was your internship? And is that a required part of your degree? Yeah, the the internship is required to to graduate and to complete the degree. <clears throat> so my internship was six months long, and at the time of the student, I'm like, oh my gosh, uh, having a job for that long, that's freaking crazy. <laughs> but one of the good things is it was an internship that had a, a stipend to it. So oh, good, you yeah, got, you it, got paid. That helped out <laughs> a lot. But there at, at this corporate site. I may, I was on the at a on-site wellness facility, so my desk had a little. It was a little cubicle inside of a workout facility. So all around me there was treadmills and and machines and um, a part of the facility. They have an, they had an indoor full court basketball court. It was called the multi-purpose room, and there you could play basketball. You could have a partition come down, and you could teach group fitness classes. Even on the top level, there was a, a walking running track. So. It was a nice facility wow. in a in a corporate site, and some of the things that the the internship itself was was very well structured. I had some great mentors that um, they they had projects for me to do. They had they exposed me to a little bit of everything. Um, we had a lot of orientations with new employees, with groups of employees. So we were responsible for helping that employee population to either participate in healthy behaviors. Uh, and those healthy behaviors, you know, weren't just nutrition and weren't mm-hmm. just exercise. It was, hey, why don't you, you know, go to this uh, uh, jump for heart event or... Six we were, for subs. Yeah, exactly. You did that. <laughs> oh, yeah, I could have replicated it. Six for subs 2.0. <laughs> so, yeah, I mean... Taking on and you know at, at any kind of work site things like smoking cessation mm-hmm. that was always a big thing and we, we taught smoking cessation classes and lunch and learn so it was a real good experience and I attribute that was that was my platform if I didn't have that internship I mean who knows probably wouldn't be in in wellness or 
really? or exercise today. Yes, absolutely. Just because it kind of just gave you more of a broad range of what you could do or? Yeah, it, it exposed me to exposed me to things that I'd never done before, but I took on those challenges and it, I felt, and I, and I was able to do them. I was able to complete them. So I was like, I can do this, this. you know, I don't have to pretend anymore. (laughs) Like like what I had to do sometimes (laughs) at class on some of those science classes is pretend like I know some of this stuff. Mm -hmm. But yeah, that, that experience there, um, after my internship and it was an extended internship, I wasn't able to find a job after my five or, or six months, so they, they asked me. They were like, Andrew, uh, you know, we can't find another intern, so would you like to stay? I was like, yeah. yeah You're I'll, getting paid. Exactly. I'm sure. like, I'll stay. Yeah, this is like a job. I, I enjoy it here. Uh, but then I did find a job, and then I moved to a downtown corporate uh, wellness facility. Here in Des Moines. Here in Des Moines. So I've been on, at multiple on-site wellness sites. So even before uh, coming on to the position I have now, I was at a I was at a corporate site over in Johnston. Okay. So. So you've kind of uh, corporate kind of wellness, and mm-hmm. that's kind of been more of your your focus. So the next position was a downtown site, and what what did it look very similar to what your internship was like? Yeah, yeah, and a lot of things carried right over. So there's the. There's the basics. So there's the manning the facility, cleaning the facility, uh, teaching group fitness classes, which um, that was something that I had to move out of my comfort zone to do. Not a, not a huge fan no. of that. No. Uh, I mean, at first I wasn't, but then I was like, wow, I can I can do this too. And I had to channel my inner Richard Simmons <laughs> to get through some of those step classes. And did you have to? So then did you have to also get certifications and all these like group fitness instruction and like, or did that come with your exercise science minor? Um, with the exercise science minor, they did have opportunities to go for those certifications. However, I didn't, I didn't pursue mine until getting into my internship and into my jobs. And most of them, they allowed you to study or they would pay for those certifications okay. too. So that's good. Yeah. That's a good thing to know because I think a lot of people maybe don't know that you don't have to get all these certifications at once, that you can kind of go mm-hmm. into the workforce. and. Yeah, and they're real good at having a lot of them were contractor companies. So just because you worked at that site doesn't mean you were a, an employee okay. with at that site working with those employees. Most of the time it was a contracted management company that they were they were used to dealing with health and wellness professionals and had kind of a a training uh or a a career guide for them and and certification's definitely one of those first first steps so so what do you have your certifications in I have certifications in uh ACE or American Council of Exercise that's where my personal training certification is at and I also have a health coach certification with um, Which we'll ACE. talk about, yeah. Yep. And then um, I am working to my well coaches certification. Okay. So that's the, the wellness coach, um, like an intris- intrinsic interviewing mm-hmm. um, type certification. And some various equipment stuff. So uh, TRX or suspension training, kettlebells. I'm certified through through TRX through some of those. Okay. See, I didn't even know those existed. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And you know, they really—it's more than just the the certification. It's that programming that you know how to use this stuff, mm-hmm. and you know how to help people use it. 
is another thing too. So I found I found it to be Beneficial. invaluable on being able to cue and coach. It's one thing to be able to do it yourself, get on there and sure. do your thing, but being able to cue somebody to do that and and demonstrate so that you don't compromise Properly. their their safety at <laughs> sure. all. Last thing you want to do is can anybody hurt? So that's where that's where the beneficial part of those certifications come in. So when you taught group fitness classes for your first out of your comfort zone, what mm-hmm. were some of the group fitness classes that you did? Yeah, so there's the there's the sculpt classes. That's like a resistance training with dumbbells and steps and but then there's the step class. So if you've been to a step class, it's very <laughs> dancey and it's it's you know, you got to know your moves and you're calling things out. You got to be like four counts ahead of everybody else. And I remember my uh, my mentor at the time was like, all right, you're going to teach. Well, at first she had me go to one of her step classes and I'm like, oh man, this is awesome. This is such a good workout. And didn't even feel like I was working out. felt like I was just dancing. And she's like, well, Andrew, you're going to teach the next one. And I'm like, yeah, I got that. And then, uh, you know, inside I'm like, are you serious? I mean, You're I've like, never oh, done no. anything like this. <laughs> and they had opportunities up at school to to be exposed to that stuff. And I was like, no, I'm never going to use that or didn't take the time to do it. But here I was in the internship, you know, being thrown into a step class, which was like in two days. Oh so I remember just going down and practicing in the in the room, in the closet all by myself, <laughs> make sure like nobody was watching and getting my step music. And it was real a nerve wracking ex- experience and going out there. I thought I was prepared getting out there. It was like a runaway train. Like <laughs> I felt I felt like I couldn't stop. I was doing like the same moves. I was like, okay, uh, turn step left. And we did like turn step left for like 20 minutes of a 30 minute class. <laughs> And it was I I couldn't stop and but no it was it was times like that was like yeah you grew a lot sure and you know I I definitely failed and and I think I'm like if I can do that step class man I can do anything I can mm-hmm. I can go ice climbing if I wanted to compared to that, that step class yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so but I feel like now I'm kind of known in like the corporate wellness circle as like the the guy that can teach a step class now. Because <laughs> you, did you have to teach it for a long time? Yeah I, yeah, I mean, everywhere you went, there was always step. and That was so popular. Right. Yeah. And I, for a second, I was like, man, can't this class format just die out like some of the other fads <laughs> that happen in exercise? Can we just brush this under the rug? But no, they're like, oh, and yeah, we teach a step class at this site, and you're going to be teaching on Mondays. And I'm like, yep. Yeah, I got it. I know. I know how to do it. So, so, been, so, so, what kind of other things did you do at that? So, that was was that your first job? Then was that downtown, like yep. your first official job outside of your your internship? Yes. yes. So that downtown job, and <clears throat> it was among the population was was very young, and we were well attended. A lot of people used the facility, oh, so good. it was it was like good energy down there. It was positive energy. I loved. I found that I loved working in a corporate wellness site because bottom line, if people were there, they're obviously having a good day, right? Like sure. once people get down to the fitness center, they're they're happy. They're mm-hmm. happy that they're not at their desks anymore. And so we we had a good time and it's it's nothing but positive energy down down there. How long did you work there for? I worked there for over a year and a half. 
And then my intern, the place I had took my internship, they, one of their full-time positions, one of my mentors went on to take a new position and I got hired on there. Oh, then you went back. So I went back. So that was like my quintessential like Jedi moment where <laughs> the you know the student has become the master, the master. right? <laughs> Trying to hype myself up a little bit there. But no, so how it, was it going back then? As I loved it. Did you? Yeah. Um, just from being at each one of these sites, you just develop not only you know of course you develop relationships with the people that frequent down there, and you know everyone's like, oh hey, you're back, Andrew. Awesome mm-hmm. to have you back, and it's it's. It, it was cool to be able to return, but I mean, just each program has its own different nuances too. And you know, there was things that I I enjoyed at the other site that I was able to partake in, and that was when I had interns coming in. That you had your own. That interns. I had my own interns. And, <laughs> so you were the mentor. Yeah, now. and I was teaching them step class. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it was uh, it was so after that going back to where I once did my internship, I was full-time there. Then, this was around 2008, that's when the economy took uh, a fall, and I actually was laid off at my position there. Oh, man. So, yeah, that was a... That that's was, a bummer. That was a bummer. Was that, a hard, was that hard to kind of take? It was hard. Yeah. Um, things that were going on right now, or at that time, is I was having my first child. Oh, gosh. So my wife was due in February... And we were let go, I think, like January. Ah, uh, so freak was, out moment. Yeah, it was, it was a free, it was definitely a freak out moment. Um, I remember calling Annie, my wife, on the way home. It's a long drive home from West Des Moines, and I was like, "Oh, uh, I got let go," <laughs> and uh, that conversation was just kind of like. Well, what now? Yeah. Um, she she remained pretty strong, and you know, inside I was kind of freaking out, and knowing that I was in wellness and I was in exercise and fitness. If you think about, it, especially the corporate side, you could probably count on your fingers how many positions in the city of Des Moines that there are. So, the job market's not all that large no, when it comes to that not. type of position. So it's kind of like, what now? And, <laughs> And but, especially since it was, it's your passion, and so it's not like you wanted to go take yeah. a desk job and not do that anymore. Yeah, and you know that was always on the plate. It's like, well, do I just go into an entry level position and, you know, use my college degree to to try and attain one of those positions? But after that, we my my wife had our baby uh, February February sixth, and shortly after that, I got a job at. This uh, the YMCA as a wellness coach, aka equipment cleaner all day long. <laughs> oh, but, well, no. it, but it was a beautiful thing. I was able to take my newborn son and take him in the child watch while I went to work. So nice. my hours were limited to when the child watches hours are. It's like, oh, well, Andrew's working because child watch is open, and I would take my newborn baby, take him into child watch, and. I'd go on the floor and clean machines and talk to people and ask them if they wanted to do any kind of health, health coaching programming or, or health. Programming. Yeah. At yeah. that time, it wasn't really coaching. It was just kind of making programs for people. So. Okay. But I didn't yeah. know that was. It. Do they still have? Does the Y have 
this wellness coaching. They do. Okay. Or wellness. What is the title of it? It's uh, it is wellness coaches. Wellness coaches. So they're responsible for just anything and everything. And the Y has so many programs sure. that just reach beyond what's in the even what's in the facility that you're just supposed to know all those things. Everything. <laughs> and being able to to provide that once people ask you. Mm-hmm. And now and then they do give you appointments, but a lot of it was just teaching people how to use the equipment and if this was their first time walking them through and again i don't think i don't think there's been a job that it's ever been like oh i, I didn't like that job and i actually enjoyed my time at the y and i continued to work there for i think i was there for not quite a year but then i subbed in into another corporate wellness site <laughs> for a for a girl who was full time that she went on maternity leave for for three months. Okay. So for the three months I was I was her. I was I was Sarah was her name. And so I just jumped right in. After that position, I went back to the Y. I went to the Healthy Living Center out in Clive. And I went on as a as a medical programmer there. So that gave me kind of the hmm. physical therapy side. On at that site they have physical therapy um, in partnership with with the Y. Facility. So at that Y, you could have members all across the spectrum. You could have, there was elite triathletes that were doing Ironman and, you know, swimming and, and biking and and doing those high high intensity activities all the way to somebody that just got out of, you know, knee surgery, someone that could huh. hardly even walk. And it was awesome that this place had that, that huge spectrum. So, and then I got involved with the Live Strong program there, which is something with uh, with cancer patients. So it allows them to use the facility um, to kind of incorporate incorporate exercise and kind of strengthen their bodies for what type of whatever type of treatment, or even just kind of the, some of the emotional strain and stress that they're going through. Hmm. So. That was that was a, a nice experience that I had there too, and, and I think, were you more on like the physical activity side with yeah. the, those clients? Yeah, so I worked with some of the physical therapists there, and I I was I did kind of some uh, movement evaluations, just making sure that they didn't have anything structurally or injuries that were too bad. The physical therapist would work with them, basically give them their exercise or basically give them their own physical therapy. And I worked with them on the floor to be able to, if they had questions on it, but walk them through that plan. Uh, so it was kind of hand in hand. I was right there, essentially what a, what a physical therapist does, but mm-hmm. I'm not the ones, I'm not the one diagnosing, creating a plan. I'm just taking them through the exercises. They're executing the plan. Yeah. They're doing it correctly. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. That's pretty, I mean, that's very, that's a lot more medical than anyone would ever guess that yeah. you know, someone that... There, I, I feel like I acquired a lot of good experience and a lot of skills that all these other corporate sites or these community settings weren't didn't have. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it was just, it was something that now I was a lot more comfortable with being around some of these, some of these patients. And, you know, when, when someone's someone has cancer or or they're in this cancer program it could be it could be someone that was recently diagnosed or it could be somebody that has either survived cancer so you know you saw 
where these people were at. Um, what I liked about it is it kind of gave it... Uh, there, there's a program now called Beyond... Um, let's see, I think it's called Above, Above and Beyond or Beyond Cancer. But anyway, the program... I think has kind of that's what the Livestrong program kind of evolved into okay. to where it gives people uh, the skills or the activities to think about what they can do once they are cancer free or once they beat cancer. You know what now? You just you just beat freaking cancer. No kidding. What do you do? Like what what else? You just that's like dropping the mic. You know. <laughs> I've done pretty much the biggest superhero thing. Exactly. Ever. Yeah. So after that, you know what? What else? What's next? Mm-hmm. Is it a? Is it an Iron Man? Is it a climbing Mount Kilimanjaro in Africa? Mm-hmm. So they have all these trips, and it was it was cool to be a part of that program when it was in its infancy. That's really. So how long did you do that for then? I think I did that for around two years. Okay. Yeah. And then what was our what was your next step? My next stepping stone. <laughs> lots of lots of stones here. Uh, then I went to the corporate site out in Johnston. And I was a wellness coordinator out there. Uh, there was a staff of three of us and we we supervised the facility. The facility was like fifty five hundred square feet. So same as all the other sites is mm-hmm. equipment, uh, group fitness studios. Did you teach step? <laughs> no. No. And that That's was, good. yeah. And I was like, and at that point I was like, what? There's no step here? <laughs> I was ready I want to teach some, some step. step. Again. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, and that, that, at that site, each, each of these sites had a total different culture to it. This one, the, the. That site out in Johnston, it was super, super casual and like super, it was a very collaborative type culture. So I'd be scheduling, hey, do you want to do your your VO2 max evaluation on Thursday? Oh, no, I've got a meeting that day. Okay, well, how about Friday? Oh, no, I've got a meeting that day. Too. It seemed like these people were in meetings all Constantly. day long, <laughs> which is cool. You know, it, you could tell that a lot of good things were, were coming out of this site. Everybody was wearing jeans. Mm. So... You know, at the other sites, it was very professional. When people got to the wellness center, they'd kind of relax and, and you know, be a little bit more talkative. Mm-hmm. But this place, it was... It was hard to get the employees to get on board, huh? Yeah. And, you know, we were, in the, we were involved with the, with the HR and the benefit side as well. So we oh. helped administer doing some of the HRAs, the health risk assessments mm-hmm. and... Um, trying to get, they they couldn't make their employees do these things. Okay, I was going to ask if it was like so, required. Yeah, so it was the trouble. the The hardest part of that position was coming up with incentives for them to do these types of things, mm-hmm. to do these HRAs, so so that they the company could to, could get their data. Mm-hmm. So they had these HRAs in place, but they had no teeth to them. You know, if you don't, they didn't have it to where if you don't do this, then you lose this. Mm-hmm. It was more of, well, if you do this, then you get this. Mm-hmm. Same thing, but it's just... Different. It's more positive. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and so, yeah, we would come up with different creative ways to try and help people or get them to fill out HRAs, to get more active. 
Um, and at that site, it was a it was a it was a research center. So there was the HR stuff, there was the sales stuff, there was all that corporate stuff. Mm-hmm. Even after working in in a lot of corporate sites, I still have no idea, you know, how many departments these these places, places have. But yeah. lots of moving parts. But there was a lot of research and development there. So there was a lot of uh, employees with their doctorates and their PhDs in research. So these people, when you started talking, you know, science and, and biology to them, you better have know known your stuff. About. Yeah. Because <laughs> they'd call you out and, you know, point out, well, that compound, that molecular structure. Uh, You're like, okay, you lost me. <laughs> yeah. Back to your, uh, back to your burpees. <laughs> Do five more burpees. So it was a it was an interesting mix, but there there was a there was a lot of organization out there. So there was a lot of groups that just like I said that they were it was a culture of collaboration and lots of meetings. But they also did the same to do recreational things. So like they played ultimate frisbee okay. twice a week. They played in the winter. They played basketball twice a week and. I was able to participate in those activities. Oh, nice. So you got to be part of it, yeah. too. Yeah. So I was kind of in all these little groups. There's a running group and there's a walking group and, you know, it was... Which you enjoy because yeah. you said that you like to try everything and kind of just yeah. test it out. And Yeah. So I was kind of the... I was kind of the, hey, uh, let's, let's, get, let's get Pioneer or let's get the company involved mm-hmm. and... In order to get funding, we have to have the staff. So, oh, let's invite Andrew to come. Andrew will do it. Yeah. It's like, oh, look, hey, guys, I got free koozies for you guys. Free these koozies. Particip- participation ribbons. Yeah, They're koozies. Yeah. Free T-shirts. So it was all just providing prizes and incentives for, for those employees in that population to engage in those healthy sure. behaviors. And that's the nice part about corporate wellness is you have your population you, it's, it's very defined. It's those that are in these walls. You have access to all their emails. You have a way to contact every single I'm one sure. of them. Yeah. So, and where I'm at now, I'm more in the community setting. It's, you, don't know your, you don't know your prospects. You don't know who's going to come walking into your door. You don't know your, your, your community as, as well. Because, you know, they're in there. It's not a structure. You don't have that confining mm-hmm. walls of a corporation. And mm-hmm. did you, is this, so transitioning, is this kind of where you went next was into this community setting after mm-hmm. your, after your whole bunch of corporate settings? Yes. <laughs> and yes. now currently is your community setting, that's, this is your current position, right? Yep. yep. So now I work in a 24 hour uh, facility that has memberships and, you know, there we have your typical run of the mill cardio Equipment, strength equipment, uh, training area. So it's a it's a bit different from anything else I've done. I've been doing it for five years now, and um, the way I run, it's not. Of course, it's not my gym. It's not my facility. Uh, I don't own it, but I like to think that I, I kind of treat it that way. And you know, it's it's nice being able to. It's actually the the community where I grew up in. Okay. It's the it's the side of town where I grew up in, so my mom comes in every day. And <laughs> you see your mom. I see my mom, and <laughs> I take your faces. Yeah, and I take her and her friends through like a group exercise class, and so you're still kind of teaching group exercise. Yep, yeah, that's and... something that's that's never left, and it's something. At first, I, I I did get kind of burned out on it, but 
at this site here, I've felt like I've, you know, enjoyed Rejuvenated it. Rejuvenated it yeah, a little bit. Yeah, embraced it and, and owned it. And it's, yeah, it's, it's something that I, I still do now and enjoy it to this day. Well, I think it's interesting how you mentioned you specialize or did some classes in like TRX and kettlebells. And so I think it's their opportunity to kind of focus on things that you really like personally, because there's probably a slew of different exercise and fitness things that oh, you yeah. can specialize Sky's in. Oh, yeah. the limit with that stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. But nowadays, you know, there's all these new apparatuses. You know, if you stay up late enough, you, you, can-, know, you can find a... <laughs> Wear this band, and you're gonna have a six pack in Every the next six morning. Six minutes a day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, there's there's all types of equipment, but wherein lies the the benefit is that programming once again mm-hmm. is having that structure of working with clients of all levels, meeting them where they're at, um, and then being able to cue that person on the way that person learns. You know, if they're a hands-on person or if, if you have to verbally explain it to them and, 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 and give them cues. But it just, it just expands, you know, the, the amount of different people and different learning styles that you can work with. But you, you truly have to be an, an expert at the, the piece itself. So you have to spend time using it yourself. And as you're doing it, you're developing all these little cues like, oh, what am I doing? And, you know, I'm, I'm catching myself making lots of mistakes and making sure that I don't, the mistakes that I make, you know, I don't, that others don't make those same mistakes either using some of this equipment. So, but where, where most of the, I guess most of the important slices, whatever modality that you choose, whatever, if it's a, whatever type you choose, whether it be cardio or machine or a type of accessory or a type of equipment, is make sure that yeah you have the good programming behind it and a good way to of, of learning it. Yeah, yeah, because you know exercise is different from learning other things where you apply this concept in your brain. You know this these steps take you here, whereas now you're taking this knowledge and you're you're doing it as movement and you're transferring, you know, your, you've got this body awareness of where your legs and where your arms and where your feet need to be, uh, knowing where it is, is, you know, where all that aligns is one thing, but then executing it and doing it properly, properly. is another thing, mm-hmm. you know? It's kind of like learning to play music where yeah, you can read music, but if, you know, transferring that into the, your fingers into the piano or mm-hmm. your fingers onto the guitar strings, that's a whole nother part of your, of your body that you're using. That's very, it's very true. Yeah. So right now with your, with your practice and with your, your passion, what is kind of your passion now? Like if you think about, you've kind of been at this position for a, a while. Mm-hmm. So what is, what is your passion and what does the future look like for you when it comes to things that you enjoy as a professional? Mm-hmm. Uh, so now my current, my current approach is, you know, I've, I've always just worked with people, um, people that seek you or people that don't know. They need you. Exactly. <laughs> so they're all in different mindsets is, is that, that wellness coaching or that health coaching and using the, in the intrinsic, intrinsic interviewing method, I have found that um, once again, wellness, health is a very personal thing, 
and everybody's in a different place. And it makes my job as a professional so much easier to spend more time finding where that person is at and meeting them there and finding out what they're open to do next, what their next step is. <clears throat> I, I enjoy that approach rather than being the trainer or being the professional. It's like, oh, um, you know, they, the, everyone kind of knows their goals and everyone has an idea of exactly what they need to do to achieve those goals. And <clears throat> honestly, as, as, you know, this wellness coaching, I, I'm just a facilitator. All I'm doing is asking these, you know, open-ended questions. They're answering them and I'm putting it down on a piece of paper and putting it in, in structure. And then I show this to them and they're like, you know, this is exactly what I was like thinking, you know? And I'm just like, well, yeah, you just said it, you know? And it, <laughs> it, 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 works, it works really well. And it works for the most people that, that I deal with as a professional, whether they're coming to me for, for exercise or just even specific goals or, you know, whether it be strength or cardio endurance or weight loss, whatever it may be, that, okay, well, um, tell me the conversations are usually... Instead of me doing a lot of talking, I would, you know, if I was, when I was doing a lot of training and I was going about trying to tell a person, hey, these are healthy habits. This is the way that a, this is the way that a healthy person lives their sure. life. Yeah. Uh, man, I would spend, you know, 45 minutes just talking at a person, whether or not they would be retaining anything. After those sessions, I would be exhausted. <laughs> I bet. You know? I bet. My face would hurt. My, my. <laughs> Throat Throat's would, all scratchy. Yeah, so I was, you know, I, I found that I wasn't getting anywhere with that. And with this, I don't do a lot of the talking. You know, that person, that individual does a lot of the, the speaking. And, and I just sit there and I listen. And I felt like I've always been kind of a, a good listener. I'm more of a person that would rather listen than, than to talk. And so this fits me my personality well mm -hmm. to where I can just... Answer a small little question. What brings you here today? And out comes all this information. <laughs> it's like, here you go. <laughs> right. Let me lay it all out here for you. Pull up a couch. <laughs> so it's been, it's been not only real um, you know, successful for me as in terms of how I'm able to help people, but I feel like it's been more useful and more successful for them too. I, you know, I feel like a lot of people get a lot more out of it with this approach rather than the uh, preaching and talking to approach. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How does one, how do you, what does the training look like when it comes to being an intrinsic coach and mm -hmm. wellness coaching? There's uh, there's some trainings out there. I think uh, one of them is, is well coaches of America. And that's the, that's the training I have taken. It was a four day onsite training um, that I, that I, did and have been doing in January, and they also have opportunities to do things through the telephone or on the computer, because it is it's a very it's a very social training. You have to practice with Wait, actual people, with people and actual <laughs> conversations. So it's that that's one way. There is another. I think it might just be called like intrinsic coaching or intrinsic interviewing, and uh, that's another certification as well. And 
How did you choose the one that you're currently doing? Mm-hmm. Did it, is it just kind of like the best kind of gold standard that you can do? Like, how do you feel about the program that you chose? <clears throat> this one I've heard about for a long time, that Well Coaches of America. I think I heard about it back in 2008-ish. And it was at a site to where they were starting to train individuals um, to go and work around the state and and meet their employees that that worked all around the state with a with a wellness coach. So I'd heard about it there, and it never really dawned on me that this is something I want to do. I was totally oblivious to it. And then I heard about it again when I started to do some some work with with Drake University. So a professor approached me and asked me about exercise prescription and how that could fit into some of the pharmacy students that that attend Drake. So through that, my approach through the exercise or the the exercise prescription was very was along the same steps that wellness coaching took. So this professor was like, hey, this is kind of really close to to wellness coaching, and we're actually having this training, four-day training on site here in January. We think that you should come. And so I was like, okay, yeah, and it started to look more into it. And as I was at the training and we were practicing, I'm like, yeah, this is, this is it. This is it. I, I got real inspired and I got real rejuvenated from doing that training and been using it, utilizing it ever since. Uh, it is a skill that you have to spend a lot of time with and you have to master a lot. I'm still not as good as, you know, the, the, the our instructors that we had. I felt like I felt like they were Yoda <laughs> and they were pulling all this information out of me that I knew. So they were doing down. it to you. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, man, these guys are good. So I still stri- strive and I still try to continue to practice to where I can get to that that Jedi level that these people were. <laughs> that they're really at, good. Yeah. I think that's interesting about how initially you talked about your dad and how you worked with him and it feels it, does it kind of feel like you know if you're kind of doing this because of where you're at in college with your dad if this would have been around you probably would have gotten there a lot faster. Yeah, I think I think it would have been a different approach. I think I would have taken that approach with mm-hmm. him. And it sounds like you tried. Yeah. Like kind of way you kind of did your own wellness coaching with your with your dad. Yeah. And that was, yeah, it was an early on example of walking beside somebody rather than uh, telling them where to go. Walking or, in front of them. <laughs> well, yeah, exactly. Walking in front of them or saying, you know, this is where you should be. This mm-hmm. is where you should be at. And yeah, it's, it's, it's something that I feel like I can use in my everyday. Um, I just have to remember to revert back to it and 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 use it. It doesn't work for everything, mm-hmm. you know. There's there's times where um, if I'm working with a client and they their learning style is they are literally just looking for somebody to tell them what to do, and they haven't thought beyond anything else on what 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 yesterday is going to bring or what today is going to bring or tomorrow. That they just need this thing on paper and and that's fine and. I want to just be able to be able to meet anybody where they're at, provide, you know, provide guidance for how they're looking for. And I feel like if I can diversify on how I talk to people and communicate with people, then uh, the better I can uh, 
help them be successful. And I think that's a message that I love is just meeting people where they're at on their wellness journey because yeah. it is so personal. Mm-hmm. And if you don't meet them, like you said, just to have that person, I would, I just want this. Well, they're just not ready yet. So, yeah. and that could change in a year. Yeah. When it comes to when it comes to health in general, so you know, there's all these components of health. There's physical health, of course. There's emotional health. There's spiritual health. You know, if you were to tech, you know, religion onto something like that, mm-hmm. uh, think about think about something religion. And this is the part that hits me the most is I'm not one of those that like to you know share my, my beliefs and it's very personal mm-hmm. to me. And I think anything involved with health in general, it it can be a personal thing. And a person may be open to sharing it with you, they may not. Mm-hmm. So. It, it is an honor when somebody does open up to you. Well, that's why I think you as a fitness professional, there's a whole other component to you. And I think just like being a registered dietitian, I think that's where we can work together because mm-hmm. we ultimately have that same goal. Mm-hmm. And you having that background with the wellness coaching just is kind of the same thing we should be doing as dietitians too, that we need to be meeting people where they're at. and. I love that as a fitness professional, you're not just saying, hey, go do 10 deadlifts, mm-hmm. you know, three sets of 10 at this, this, and this. You're actually mm-hmm. digging deep and you're finding more of what's going on with their health. Yeah. And it's, it is something that as a fitness professional, you're, you're fighting every single day. You're fighting on what, what people expect from you as a fitness professional. It's like, oh, you know, why aren't you running around with your shirt off? <laughs> And Flexing. <laughs> exactly. And why aren't you over there on the bench press doing 300 pounds? And, and uh, even things like, you know, what's in magazines and, and Biggest Loser. Sure. I mean, that is definitely one approach. And that's, it, that makes great TV. I mean, and I'm sure people come to you and be like, I want you to do with me what they did on The Biggest Loser. And, and yeah. And, you know, there, I, I, there are times that I have to do that. And it's exhausting. It's it's tough. It's honestly, it's beyond my personality. It's not the way I work. It's not the way I communicate. So I'll do it because it help. That's what they want. That's it what helps. They want. That's what they're ready for. That's going to make them successful. But I'd rather not. And hopefully, there's a you know, there's been times where that moment is that what they expect from me has changed. And but it it is all it is all. For them, mm-hmm. and that's and that's why we do what we do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's for it's for our clients. It's for our patients, yeah. and it's hopefully for them to have results and mm-hmm. to be ha- and to be happy. Kind of like you said when you mentioned that corporate wellness. You know, people are at the gym and they're happy. They want to be there, and that's probably what you want to see too. Yeah, I think uh, you know definitely if if somebody has that positive energy. You know, they're they're exuding that happiness. That there has to be some things going really well for them, whether it be physically, emotionally. That yeah, keep doing those things that that make you happy. Uh, we talked about what you know the things that I just I like to play, right? I like to do a little bit of everything, and I I hope that I continue to play, you know, later on into my life and have have good quality of life from years to come. So that's the end goal, I guess, for, for me personally, is to continue to be able to do that for a long time. Um, I, know, I know it'll stop. I have got some short 
small goals that'll get me there. But the ultimate goal is to continue to continue to be active and play all the way until I can't do it anymore. Physically can't do it anymore. You're going to be like 110 and you're still going to be <laughs> like hiking up. <laughs> you'll, be, <laughs> you'll have to teach me how to play tennis. I want, I have been dying yeah. to learn how to play tennis. So yeah. maybe um, this summer we can go. We can go hit around. Yeah. I've got a lot of members that um, they've, they, they play tennis and we just got them out on the court because they wanted to play and I'd be happy to. I would love take to learn. You on the court you'll and, have to tell me what kind of, I have to get a racket. Oh, I don't yeah. even have a racket. So yeah. Well, I've got, we've got one for you. We can try one out. <laughs> What you need, but I also want to give you a, a gift for having me on your on your podcast. And oh my goodness! This, is, this you know when we we worked together not too long ago as a delivery team. We did for Valentine's Day, <laughs> and we both came to a common a common interest. Oh my of gosh! A, of corn tortillas, right? We did. We so had a huge corn tortilla I, discussion. You and I are never going back to flour <laughs> tortillas ever again, right? No. We'll, we'll dump all the stuff out of a flour tortilla before we have to we eat will. it. We will. But I got you. I found a oh corn gosh, tortilla, tortilla press. press. It's cast iron, so it's real heavy. It is heavy. This could be like my workout gear for today. It could be your workout. It could be your self-defense. Oh my uh, gosh. Object. It could be my self-defense. Yes. I am so... Well... We'll have to have dinner, and I'll have to make some corn tortillas. Yes. So all you need is masa and water right now to make your corn tortillas. So have you made them at home? Uh, yeah, yeah. We, we've yeah. tried them out, and uh, it's they they turn out really well. They're Do super they? easy, and they're so good. Oh You'll feel like you're eating street tacos yes. right in the middle of your. This could be kitchen. like my breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day. Yeah, yeah. Just have a tostada every <laughs> yes. single day. Could totally do that. They're so versatile. Oh, yeah. thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. Thanks for having me. We I have really such good. It. Well, I have actually some fun questions for you. You answered all these serious, great questions. Okay. I love that you shared. Um, just, I, I wanted to have you on just because I think as nutrition professionals, we kind of forget that there are some great fitness professionals out there and they aren't all on the bench press doing 300 pounds, but mm -hmm. really kind of working with clients similar to, at, similar to us. And I think that there's some dietitians that have similar interests in physical activity and we need to tap into you experts to help us navigate that as well. So mm -hmm. I appreciate you sharing all of your awesome information that you have, but so some fun questions. All right. What is your favorite food? My favorite food that's tough to say. I like my motto is I like everything but olives, and I know saying that might you know it might, it might be a polarizing answer, but I, I so thinking about it as of right now, I'd want to say like corn flour like <laughs> tacos are yeah. it right now. Yeah. I mean, I'm honestly taking any leftovers I have. They can be they can be like a Mexican cuisine, they can be even like an Asian cuisine. Mm -hmm. And I'm taking, you know, the, the pork or the chicken or whatever, throwing them in some corn tortillas, and and sriracha sauce in there, and I'm, and I'm eating that. So as of right now, <laughs> corn flour, tortilla, tortillas, final answer. <laughs> final answer. Well, and my next question was, what's your least favorite food? So that would be olives then. Olives. Any kind of olives? Any kind of, of whole <laughs> olives. In my opinion, I think God put them on this earth to make olive oil. And that's it. To cook with, and that's mm -hmm. it. Mm -hmm. Do you cook Not with olive oil? Yeah. yeah okay, I, I so that doesn't bother oil. you. Yeah, that doesn't bother me. It doesn't really taste like olives. No, it doesn't. Yeah. But eating olives whole, <laughs> my my wife and my in-laws, they gather around 
the table, you know, for holidays and stuff. And there's green olives and there's black olives, and they're popping them like <laughs> candy. And I'm just sitting there looking at them, like, what's the matter You're with like, all this of is you? <laughs> what are you guys doing? Like, and do your kids like them then? They do. They do. Yeah, they're on Team Olive. <laughs> And I feel I, like you need to have Team Olive and not Team Olive t-shirts for yeah, your family. <laughs> that's a, that's actually a great idea. Love t-shirts. But I, yeah, I can pick them out of anything. Uh, if they're on pizza, I, they you know the flavor just jumps out of me. It does. I can, I can yeah. pick it out of anything, and I'll eat it. But if it came to just you know popping popping the olives, not in the gonna mouth, happen. No, not me. <laughs> Forget about it. What's your favorite drink? My favorite drink, uh, definitely green tea right now. It's something that, you know, it's the, it's, it's the warmth, but it's also become just a habit for me. And I find myself on mornings that I don't have my green tea in my, in my tumbler next to me while mm-hmm. I'm driving the kids to school. I'm sitting there trying to grab something, and I'm like... <laughs> it's not there. <laughs> and yeah, it's, you know, it's, so it's not just the flavor. It's not just the, the, it being water. It's the, it's the temperature. It's the warmth. And it's kind of the, it's kind of my constant every morning. Sure. It's part of your routine, too. Yeah. yeah. So, and I, I enjoy it. I enjoy it hot. I enjoy it cold as well. So as we get into summer... You'll just transition. Yeah. Yeah. And... If I find that I don't drink in my tumbler for the day, I'll just open up the top, grab a glass of ice, and throw the throw the green tea in ice and ice and enjoy it that way. So, do you have a certain brand that you like, or just the just the generic store uh, store brand green stuff? Sure. I need doesn't to, have to be fancy. No, no. <laughs> but I do notice that if I go in, if I spend a little bit more money, if I go into the was it Tezo? T-A-Z-O, oh, sure, yeah, if I, yeah. That you do, that I've like developed a flavor, like, developed a palate to where I could tell the, <laughs> the difference, the higher quality. Sure. But for me right now, it's as long as I have it. You're good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What's your least favorite drink? Least favorite drink. I'm not a, I, I've become not a very big uh, soda guy anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, now and then, I'll just I'll take a sip of it just to get that that carbonation mm-hmm. in my you know just just feeling it in my mouth, and that texture is kind of that's since I don't do do a lot of it anymore. Sometimes just having that carbonation is every now is something I need every now and then. Sure, but in Have terms a good soda. of soda, yeah, yeah, but in terms of uh, my least favorite drink, I mean, are we talking? Liquor. It can here. be, yeah, it can be anything. Like a three wise men. Sure. Yeah, I'll definitely say that. <laughs> I would, I would agree you know, with you on that it's, one. It's, <laughs> That's horrible. It's those friends of yours that are like, "Hey, man, it's your birthday," and like, yeah, but... you know, and they're giving you a three wise men. I'm like, <laughs> you're man, like, really? You're, uh, <laughs> you're mean. Yeah. I don't want to hang out with you anymore. <laughs> What's your favorite smell? Oh, favorite smell. Um, I'd have to say, uh, cocoa. It's, uh, you know, I probably am somewhat of a chocoholic. <laughs> like a little chocolate. I like, I like chocolate and I like, it, it takes me back to my, my mom makes a, a Filipino, like it's Filipino porridge basically. So it's like sweet rice with cocoa is how you, is how you prepare it. And yeah, when she used to make that stuff, it used to mm. permeate throughout the house 
it's kind of like the equivalent of like cooking cinnamon rolls in the oh, oven, you know? Yeah. It just hits everywhere sure. and you just wake up and you're like, oh, I want, it's called Samperado. Oh, I want some Samperado. Samperado. So it's real simple. It's just the rice and the cocoa and water and you cook it till it's, you know, tender. And then here comes the good part. Uh, afterwards, you put condensed milk and just sugar oh. it to, or put sugar <laughs> in it till it tastes good. Because, you know, when, when there's no, when cocoa, when you look at cocoa and you smell it, sure. you just associate it with like, oh, it's like, going to be a brownie, mm-hmm. you know? But then you taste it and you're, it's bitter and you're like, oh, that's total. <laughs> Disappointing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> does your mom still make it for She you? does. And does she, she still makes it for our kids. Oh, so and they, they like it And they it like too. it too. So, oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So smelling that cocoa is like. Comfort food oh, for yeah, you. Yeah. I'm a kid again. What's your least favorite smell? Least favorite smell. It'd have to be definitely with, there's kind of the plasticky smell, and it, it, it's, it sort of like repulse, repulses me. So I think, you know, I was working in the garage the other day, and, you know, I was, I was doing some electrical stuff. And, of course, yeah, I'm going to burn and break something. <laughs> so that's where the smell comes. And I remember, I remember something getting overloaded and a plume of smoke and then like, next oh, thing you know no. the smell pops up and you know i'm just like Ooh. i lose my appetite i lose like everything really? else yeah it's very so I don't, distinct right for you. i don't even want <laughs> to maybe you shouldn't anything. tinker around in the garage too. yeah that's a very good idea <laughs> <laughs> well i have to, i don't usually ask my guests this but i would like to know what's your favorite physical activity yeah f- favorite physical activity right now is cycling or biking. Um, outdoors yeah. versus like spinning indoors or anything. Yeah, like so definitely outdoors. I've, uh, I started on a road bike, just riding trails and on w- well-paved roads, mm-hmm. nothing too bumpy. <laughs> but uh, I recently got into mountain biking and just going off the trails and finding the different mountain bikes that we have here in Des Moines or the mountain bike trails here in Des Moines, and finding that a lot of them are relatively close to my house. Oh, that's awesome. And, you know, I didn't I, know they even existed in yeah, this neither, area. Yeah, neither did I. Huh. And, you know, there'd be times where I'd be riding my road bike on the trail, and next thing I see, like, this, you know, guy with, like, fox, like a fox full-face helmet <laughs> and, like, these tires that are, like, Huge. this big. And he'll be on the trail, and all of a sudden he just veers off onto this, you know, this mud path. Hmm. And I'm like... I want to be that guy. <laughs> so I've, I recently got into that, and it's, it's, a, it's a little bit more intense than just road biking. Road biking can be relaxing, and mm-hmm. you know it's, it's all about how fast you want to go and how hard you want to push, whereas no, with mountain biking, there's a little bit more technical skills involved, so there's shifting, and there's being able to shift your gears, lean your, lean your bike in different places, so... There's a lot of hand-eye coordination, which brings me back to, like, my video game, my gaming days. Sure, yeah. So I feel like I'm I'm playing this video game, but, but you're really, but I'm really there. You're the and video. And if game. I wreck, it really hurts, and it really. <laughs> but no, luckily I don't go to two any technical trails. I don't go to Colorado or Utah Do you or any you crazy. Never know. Uh, I don't know. Ever <laughs> since I've like, gotten uh. older, I've gotten beca- I've become a lot more skittish. You're kind of like, I you don't know, want to break limbs. And, yeah, so, yeah. you know, the the younger Andrew would maybe go, like, bungee jumping and, you know, <laughs> skydiving. But now that I'm older, I, like, I don't think I even would go on, like, the Falling Star at Adventureland anymore. <laughs> I'm like, I start thinking about my man, what if, this, what if the swing arm breaks? 
<laughs> and the whole cab just flies like 50 feet over to that concrete road over there. These are these. <laughs> That's a pretty intense conversation you just had in your head. <laughs> right, yeah. And these are these toxic thoughts that now that I'm older, well, I don't, you know, have I don't children. know. If, yeah, I don't yeah. know if it's like a, a preservation type, self preservation type <laughs> mentality that I have now, but definitely not as. I'm not as a big of a risk taker as I used to be. As you used to be. Yeah. Do you have a physical physical activity that you don't really care for that you probably wouldn't catch yourself doing any yet again yeah. or Yeah. Um bowling. Bowling. <laughs> I recently went bowling with my family and it it was so, it was something I haven't done for a long time and people love it. I, there's a lot mm-hmm. of people out there that are really good at it. They go all the time and when I get there I can't even grab the ball, and my fingers already start to hurt when I'm throwing it. And then, yeah, for the next whole week, my whole hand's just sore. I can't break like a hundred score consistently. (laughs) Um, Just not. I'm good at yeah. I'm good at wee bowling though. So well, that's good. If anyone anyone wants a challenge on some wee bowling, (laughs) come see me. We'll dial one eight (laughs) hundred. That's right. (laughs) What brings you joy in your life? Definitely, it's my it's my family. Um, I think the best part of my day, you know, despite you know working in a fitness facility and being around you know positive people and having positive energy, my best day, my best time of my day is when I get home and seeing my kids and you know, it's you know when they're yelling "Daddy" and they're reaching up to me and that they do truly bring joy. And there's been times where I just stop myself and I'm like, man, I am super happy right now. Like, That's you know, awesome. Yeah. And there's been little moments where I start to catch, I'm like, man, this isn't going to last very long in terms of them being this little at this point in time, at this age, because they change so much that I'm like, I got to take advantage of this now because this day is going to be over. Tomorrow they're going to be a little bit older. They're going to think a little bit differently. Um, so yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely my wife, Annie, who has made, you know, having this family and she's, she's definitely the foundation of the family. She is, uh, she's the, you know, the reason why I, I have the things I do. So that brings me joy, but as us together as a family, when we're all together, sure. I mean, nothing else matters. And that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's awesome. And that's awesome that you take the time to say, yeah, I'm really, right now I'm really happy. Yeah. I don't think we do that enough in our lives sometimes. No, you know, you're right. And yeah, just sitting down and, and thinking about it, asking that question of, yeah, what, what brings your joy? It's not a question that you hear all the time. And, uh, you know, just when you do think about it, and the answer is quite simple, and it is, it can be quite obvious, but not until you actually say it or say it to somebody else or someone else hears you, mm-hmm. that really it takes that effect. So, you know, thanks for, thanks for asking me. Good. Yeah. Well, it's, now you'll think about it a little bit more often. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> well, I have totally enjoyed our conversation today. I have too. And thank you for all, I cannot, I'm going to go make some tortillas <laughs> now. Yeah. I feel like you should stay and have some with me. <laughs> yes. Yes. Definitely have to have some street tacos sometime soon. Perfect. Well, you have a great weekend and thanks so much, Andrew. You as well, Andrew. Thank you. This conversation is one of my favorites because it reminded me of how not all fitness professionals are created equal. When I work with clients, I have the same approach as Andrew, 
And if I'm going to recommend someone to become invested in physical activity, this is the type of personal trainer I'm going to recommend. Andrew's expertise, compassion, and realistic approach to fitness resonates with all ages and types of people. I'm very lucky to know him and call him a peer and a friend. Jolly Time Healthy Pop Popcorn is available in a variety of flavors and sizes, all of which are low on fat and very high on deliciousness. Did you know that just three cups of Jolly Time Popcorn equal one whole grain serving? Jolly Time is family owned and located right here in Iowa in the town of Sioux City. So if you want to learn more, visit JollyTime.com and you can snack smarter and snack happy with Jolly Time Popcorn. Head on over to AnnaElizabethRD.com where my book, I'm a Registered Dietitian, Now What? is available. You can read my weekly blog, Wisdom Wednesday, and find all the show notes and links to things that we talked about on the podcast today. I would love for you to connect with me on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at AnnaElizabethRD. Remember to be great always, find the joy in each day, and to truly start a conversation that matters.